Hey, this is Dave Chris. I'm the pastor of We're One based out of Gateway Assembly, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that this equips you and encourages you in your faith to see Jesus more clearly in your life. Let's hit it. having fun at collision oh man it's been hot outside it's been nice y'all getting sweaty and nasty take a shower did you take a shower before you showed up yeah you better oh you better oh man this has been a super awesome experience and i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of go off a little bit of what pastor dave talked about uh yesterday he talked about the mystery of god man and i love mystery i'm like i'm like if if scooby-doo was like he said shooby-doo if shooby-doo was like a thing in real life I would, I would like, I want to be a part of that. I'm like, we go to an escape room, and I'm like, oh, I got to figure out everything. I got to figure out Like, I'm a, I'm, I love that stuff. And he talked uh, yesterday about uh, the idea of learning new things and understanding new mysteries. And it's crazy because if you think about it, our theme for this entire year has been new thing. That God is teaching us. He's leading us into a new thing. If you didn't know, collision the way we're doing it right now, a four-day, a three-night summer camp. Listen, that's a new thing. We've never done it before. We just, we just did conference, right? First time ever, we are one conference. That's a brand new thing. And not only is God leading us into new things like collision and conference and all those stuff, one nights, we've been packing up, oh, one night, okay? You could splish splash, right? You splish splash out there at Lake James. You know what it is. But God's been leading us in new things, but I believe... Not only just new things when it comes to events or encounters or things like that, but new things when it comes to literal, spiritual, just like absolute development in your life. That God is just going to like put a pill of himself and he's just going to explode. You know like those little like dinosaurs you can get? They came in pills. You put it in water and then it grew out to be big. You just be like, oh, this is awesome. That's what God's going to do in you. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to have the spirit just right inside of you, and it's going to grow, and you're going to turn into a dinosaur, a spiritual. Some guy's like, that's not real. (laughs) But I love discovering new things. I'm also kind of a history buff. I might not be the best at history, but like when we go to a museum, I'm just like, oh, that was touched by George Washington. I want to touch it. (laughs) Like, I just love like thinking back to like all like the people in history, to all the things that happened. And I was like, researching like things, people who have discovered new things in new ways. And so uh, first I looked up like Marco Polo. He explored Asia. He established new trade routes that had never been established from Europe to Asia before. He showed up and everyone's like, who's this white guy? He's like, hey, everybody, (laughs) welcome, you know, what's up? And he established something brand new between Europe and Asia that had never been established before. You got Magellan. He was the first person to circumnavigate, <clears throat> go around the entire world in a boat. Like, he did it without any, like, power, any electricity. He, he did his compass, you know, figured out where the wind was. I don't know what he did, but he went all the way around the earth, came back. Homeboy, like, he took forever to do that, but he went all the way around the globe. Then you have, like, Lewis and Clark, With the help of Sacagawea, they discovered the entire Western America and established a route. Now, these guys were sweet. Then you have Alan Shepard. Alan Shepard was the first American to make it into orbit and make it into space. Then you have Neil Armstrong. You know, Neil Armstrong, right? Neil Armstrong, he was the first person to do what? Let me hear you. To walk on the moon. And there's still so much we don't know. And and I love space. 
So like when we start talking about Neil Armstrong, when we start talking about like Alan Shepard, I'm like, oh, these are my dogs, these are my boys, you know, because I love, I love space. And I love space not only because it's like so mysterious, but it's so big. There's so much to space. Like I'll be standing up at the stars being like, oh, I want to touch it. <laughs> right? I want to go up there. And I'm like a sucker for like new discoveries when it comes to space. And who's ever heard of SpaceX? Who's ever heard of SpaceX? You heard of SpaceX? Okay. Okay, so I was in my office, and I watch, okay, I don't watch many sports. Like, I like sports. Sports are cool. But, like, when they have live streams of when they launch rockets off, that's my jam, right? I'm going to get right on that. You know, save that. I'm going to watch. So I'm watching the live stream of what was called the Falcon Heavy. Now, if you don't know what this is, if you don't know what this is, they landed a rocket. And I try and tell people, and everyone's like, Okay, no, 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 like a straight up and down rocket, they landed it on itself, and it's crazy, and I'm going to show you this video of what I was watching while simultaneously showing you how I was reacting in that moment. <laughs> Go ahead, hit that. Come on, 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 let's go, let's go. Oh my gosh! They landed a rocket! They literally landed a rocket! I was in my office screaming my head off. Pastor Luke comes in, he's like, you okay? I'm like, they just landed a rocket! You don't even know! Right? That gets me so pumped. It sounds like there's like a huge crowd cheering. Guys, this is a new discovery. I was so pumped. I love space stuff. Now, who's ever saw that photo of the black hole that came out? Do you ever see that? Wow, some of you need to go to school. Listen. <laughs> so if you don't know, they've never actually taken a photo of a black hole, maybe because it's a black hole, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard to take photos of. And they're also like heckin' far away, right? They're really far away. It's real hard to take pictures with them. Like I can barely take a picture of the moon. It looks like a little dot. But they finally figured out how to take a photo of a black hole. And I remember coming off of a Wednesday gathering, and I, yeah, look at that. Woo, I saw that. I literally started crying. I was like, this is amazing. How far away is this? 45 billion light years away. They took a picture of it. Look how awesome this is. And Pastor Luke, again, I don't know why he's always in this scenario. He comes in, he's like, you okay, man? I was like, they took a picture of a black hole. He's like, oh, cool, man. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the mystery. Why do we love the mystery of those things so much? It's because in the mystery, Pastor Dave talked about the mystery. Within the mystery, there's more. There's more than what we have here. Now, I, I want to be thankful for what I have here. I want to be so thankful for what God gives me here. But humans, in their, in their core, they're constantly searching for things beyond themselves. They're constantly searching for the more. What's the next thing to do? It's like the second you get done eating, you're like, mm, that was good. Where are we eating next, right? <laughs> we're always looking for the more. We're, we're, we're satisfied maybe in the moment for a second. But I believe God designed us this way for a reason. And sometimes we can take it way too far away out of context. But I believe that, man, 
God gives us this desire for the more because there is so much more of him to discover constantly. He is infinite, not just in the space that he inhabits, but also in the heart he has for you. God is infinite, and he wants us to discover more. He wants us to keep moving, to go farther, to take it to the next level. What is the next place I'm supposed to be? And this reminds me of a guy in the Bible. His name is Moses. Now, Moses has like a story, man. He's got like one of the craziest stories I've ever read. And, and reading this story as I was preparing for this, it was insane seeing all the ways that God enabled him to take what he had and he turned it into more. To take what the situation he had been in and he had turned it into more. God had established with him not only that, that longing, but also the ability to do that. Now Moses, he was born in Egypt, if you don't know who Moses is. He was born in Egypt, but he wasn't an Egyptian. He was an Israelite. He was Hebrew. And at the time, Hebrews were slaves in Egypt. So if you were born Hebrew, you were automatically a slave. Through some circumstances, Moses somehow got out of Egypt and was out in the desert. Now God, hearing all of the problems that are happening in Egypt, knowing that his people, the Israelites, are stuck in Egypt as slaves, is looking for someone to send to redeem them and to take them out of Egypt. It says in Exodus 3.1, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. What a father-in-law, man. What a, what a name. Jethro, the father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, if you're, if you're writing something down, write that down. Horeb, the mountain of God. We're going to come back to that. He came into the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? Then the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. God called him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. Don't come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I'm the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, Moses did something very peculiar. It's, he went into the wilderness, and he was at the base of Horeb, what they would call the mountain of God. Now, this, this uh, mountain uh, was actually a series of mountains. Back, uh, back in this language, um, sometimes they wouldn't give just a singular mountain a name, but they would give almost a mountain range a name. And we'll see this play part further as we read on. But this mountain range had many mountains in it. One of those mountains inside of this mountain range was called Mount Sinai. Now, Mount Sinai is a very important mountain. And we see Moses ascend up into the mountain. Why? Why did he move up? Why did he go? Because he looked and he saw something that was mysterious. What is that? Right? What, what is this thing that is burning up? That the bush doesn't burn up, but it's on fire. What is this? And there was a mystery that he saw. And he had a, he had a choice. He had a choice to see what the mystery was and act on it. He saw in a moment an opportunity 
to find out something more. He saw that in a moment. Now, to understand more of God, you have to be willing to do some things in order to find the mysteries of God. Now, as Pastor Dave, we were talking, and, and we were going through all of this, we were understanding that there's so much to God that it's so sometimes difficult to understand. It's so sometimes overwhelming to understand all of the things of God. All of the things maybe, oh, man, I don't know this Bible verse, or oh, man, I've never seen this. But it does, God doesn't ask you to be the smartest person. He has to be the will, most willing person. He doesn't ask you to be the most um, a brilliant person. He just asks you to be the person that says, when I see a mystery of God, I want more. That's all he wants. I was in a conversation one time. Uh, a couple people from, the, from where one were hanging out, and I was at their house. And uh, I got talking to uh, one of their relatives, and I was talking to them, and he was telling me some things that were going on in his life. He said, oh, man, I just feel so depressed. I, oh, man, I feel so like I'm not doing nothing with my life. And one thing he said that really caught me was he said, I feel meaningless. I feel like meaningless. And so I had a, a series of conversations with him and said, okay, you feel meaningless. Why? Maybe you, maybe you need to develop what real meaning is. Maybe you need to do this. And I'm throwing out all of these options and it felt like in the entire time when I was talking to him, it was like hitting him and he was tossing it to the side. And he understood, that he, and he said, man, I, I, I understand there's something with God. There's something about God. But he wasn't willing to see within the mystery. He just saw the mystery from afar. He just saw the mystery super far away and he said, yeah, there's something with God, but I don't really, I don't really desire the more. There's something with God going on in my life. I just feel meaningless. I'm going, I have meaning for you. I have what it takes to have true meaning in your life. But it also takes a willingness. It also takes someone who's willing to go, I'm afraid right now. I'm afraid. I mean, Moses standing at the base of this mountain of God, right? They believe Moses actually wrote a lot of Genesis, a lot of Exodus. He was standing at the base, so he knew what this mountain was. He was standing at the base. He sees this bush burning. Not only is it pretty trippy to be on the mountain of God, but then you see something happening that's so mysterious. That's going to scare you a little bit. And then all of a sudden it starts talking to you. You're going to be like, what is going on? You're going to be scared. But there's something about this. There's something different. Some of you came because you said there's something about this collision thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And you came because there was a mystery. Now, the mountaintop, listen, as he was on the mountain, the mountaintop is a uniquely different place. And it's special because it's a place where heaven and earth collide. It's a place where God not only descends, but where we ascend. It's not just a place where God dwells, but now it's become a place where I can dwell as well. Now, we saw Pastor Dave talking about where do I go? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? There are three steps that God has for you to develop what it means to understand the more in your life, the more in his will for your life. 
not just your life, for your family's life, for your parents, for your friends. There is more. There's more to what you have. There's more to who you are. You don't even know who you are. You have to take a personality test to find out who you think maybe you are sometimes. That's how ambiguous it is. But let me tell you, God knows every inch, every section of you, every part of your mind, every thought you've thought, everything you've been hiding from him for years, everything that you've been trying to avoid, he knows every, every second of every day. He knows you, and he wants it still. That's what's amazing about God. Now, the first step, we already kind of said it. Moses had to ascend into the mystery. He had to ascend into the mystery of God because he saw something that was beyond him. It was beyond his own reach. There's none of us here who can make a bush go on fire and stay lit on fire forever, right? You can't talk through it. It is beyond us. It's farther than what we can do. So there's a mystery to it. There was a mystery. Now Moses, in that moment that he met with God, what happened? God had called him to lead the Israelites. And through a series of events, he actually led the Israelites out of slavery. And he is now the commander-in-chief of all of the Israelites. He's the head honcho. He's the man in charge. And he is the liaison for God. When God wants to speak to the Israelites, he uses Moses because Moses was first willing to ascend into the mystery. Now, Moses saw God on the mountain of Horeb, but we find him in this next piece of scripture on a different mountain, but it actually is the same mountain called Mount Sinai. Two different names, same mountain. We see him at the base again of this mountain waiting for God. Israelites had just left Egypt. They're going, they don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're supposed to do. They're just following what God tells them to do. And this is what happens. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning. A cloud covered the mountain, and a very loud horn sounded. All the people among the tents shook with fear. Then Moses brought the people among the tents to meet God. They stood at the base of the mountain, Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. And it was all smoke because the Lord had came down upon it with fire. Its smoke went up like the smoke of a stove, and the whole mountain shook. Ooh. The sound of the horn became louder and louder. Moses spoke that God answered him with thunder. God answered him with thunder, and the Lord came down upon Sinai, the top of the mountain. The Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and he went up. Now Moses went up. But what I find interesting is God descended, but did he descend to the very bottom of the mountain? No. He descended where? At the top of the mountain. Now, I believe that God in moments meets you where you are. Jesus did it. He came down on earth. He was a man. He met us where we are. Because in moments of desperation, we just need God to be with us in moments. But I also believe that there are moments where God meets us where we should be. And he wants us to reach up and ascend up to him. Because if he met us where we were all the time, where would we be all the time? Right here. We would never leave. 
We would never ascend into any mystery. We would never move into any new place. So God descends on the top of Mount Sinai because he wanted to give strength to Moses. He wanted to give Moses a piece of strength to be able to make it to the top of the mountain. Now, I've never climbed a mountain, but I'm pretty sure it ain't no easy walk in the park. It's a mountain, right? It's not some, like, willy-nilly thing. Now, it's probably not Mount Everest, but it's still a mountain. So when God tells you, if God calls one of you to climb a mountain, I'm going to be like, good luck. (laughs) It's going to be hard. God tells him, ascend up. Now, some of y'all sitting here like, I just don't feel like I'm good enough to do anything. You know what? There are mountains in your life, and here's what's crazy about it. God believes in you so much that it doesn't bother him there's a mountain in front of you. God believes in Moses enough. He trusted Moses enough to say, come up to me. It's like a person, it's like a kid walking for the first time. You're like, come to me. You're putting your trust in your kid. You're putting your trust in that, in that child to say, come to me, even if it's for the first time. Even if there's a mountain in your way, God has the ability to descend enough and say, come up to me. Reach up to me. Listen, let's go. There's more. There's more to your life. Moses was willing to ascend into the mystery to receive what God had for him, even though he was trembling in his boots, dude. He was like, oh, like the, the base of the mountain was shaking. He was so afraid, and he said, why do I want to go open the mystery? Because there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. There has to be. He was willing to ascend, and, and, and we see this in in moments, tiny, tiny moments, even in human history, even in history that isn't about the Bible, even in history that isn't about exactly maybe like what happens in scriptures, even when Neil Armstrong took that first step, right? That was an ascension into the mystery. Now we see these micro uh, pieces of God's mystery that he's actually placed throughout all of creation, but we see it come to the most fruition when it comes to a person who's saying, I'm willing to trade myself and my fear over because I believe that God has something more for me in my life. That is when it comes to its fullest fruition. It might not be maybe stepping out in a crowd. Sometimes those moments are hard. It might not be maybe, be maybe like uh, saying something in a small group. What it means is you actually believing there's more, even when you're so afraid. That's what it means. Now, I, uh, I, have a, I have a son. His name is Eric, if you don't know. Now, Eric is not actually my son. That would be very weird. Um, he's a snake, and uh, I have to feed him uh, mice. So all y'all who like little mouse, they're actually kind of cute, and I feel bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> right? So I'm feeding Eric, and I realize I don't have a mouse for Eric, and it's, he's hungry, right? He's giving me one of these. Right? So he's hungry. I can tell. I'm like, I got you, bro. I'm going to go get you some food. So I pull up to the pet store. I get some supplies. And uh, I'm standing in line. And there's a couple people in front of me. And I notice this lady's got a bag of dog food. And she's swiping her card kind of furious, like oh, frantic. And I've been, there in, I've been there in college when you got like two cents in your, in your bank account. You're just like, I hope this goes through, right? And so I'm just like, my heart's going out to this lady. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. 
Lord, I'm going to pay for it if her card gets declined. The lady goes, your card is declined. And I go, oh, here's my moment. Step in, right? I go, hey, I'd love to pay for you. She's like, no, don't worry about it. And I was like, no, please. I'd love to pay for you. Now, this is the moment when I stepped into a mystery, right? I stepped out. And then I realized not only what I stepped into, but there's a lot more of this payment than I thought there was. $75 for a bag of dog food. <laughs> now, let me tell you, I don't know what Fido's eating, but it better be literal like filet mignon in that bag <laughs> right now. And if that dog ever poops on the carpet, I'm going to freak out because I just spent $75 on some dumb dog. And so the whole time I'm swiping, outside I'm like, and inside I'm like, because ah! I'm realizing I just spent $75. The mouse that I'm buying is a dollar. I didn't mean to go and do that. What am I doing? I had to realize when I send it into the mystery that I had to actually accept the more, right? I, I couldn't just be like, mm. <laughs> my card might get declined too, <laughs> so I won't even try it, because that's what's going through my head. I'm like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? Um, nope, I'm not getting out of this. I'm done. Thank you, God. <laughs> Appreciate it. And I had this moment where I was like, you know what? <laughs> I had to accept the more, right? Because there's something amazing about that mystery. And then when you finally get there and you realize, oh, this is what he was talking about. This is what God was talking about. This is not as cool as I thought it was going to be. It's just like moments when you're like, oh, when I get to middle school, or oh, when I get to high school, oh, high school is going to be this way, oh, like Scott, you know, or oh, when I get to college, oh, when I get out of college, I get a job, and then you get there, you're just like, oh, so I'm just like myself, just living normal, right? There's this mystery that shrouds everything in our future, but then when we get there, we realize, I have to actually do something about this. When we get there, I have to learn what my mission was. Now, that's what Moses did. He gets up on the mountain, and he realizes this is difficult. This is not going to be easy. This is no walk in the park. I don't always receive the more maybe I desire when I see the mystery. But when I'm up there and I'm face-to-face -face with God, maybe you in this moment, maybe God has collided with you, and you don't want to act because it hurts. I will tell you something. There was a moment at a youth retreat. That's what we call, used to call collision back in the day. Youth retreat when I was your age that God told me to do that I did not want to do. I didn't do it. And I left here, and I walked off the mountain not doing what God told me to do. And it hurt me. It was not good. Because in the moment when I ascended into the mystery, when I had a collision with God, it was so powerful, and he says, cool. I love you. Now go do this. You're just like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to swipe. I don't know if I want to accept the, the, the more. I don't know if I want to learn the mission that you have for me. But I'm going to tell you this. There's a reason why God pulled you up onto that mountain. There's a reason why God pulled you up there into the mystery. Because he wants something more for your life. But your more doesn't equal his more. Because he has a better perspective from the mountaintop than you ever did on the ground or how high you are. 
God sees. He knows. Moses didn't understand what it was going to take to follow God. He only found out the mission. See, if we understood, man, if, if I understood what it was going to take, some of us wouldn't even do it, right? Some of us wouldn't even go beyond if we knew what it was going to take. But God reveals us a mystery in a moment so I can go, I desire the more, and I'm not afraid of it. Now, some of you, like, you're like, okay, I raised my hands that one time. I, I, I spoke in a prayer that one time, and nothing happened. Let me tell you something about what happens here at this mountain. Now, if you think that Moses went up into that mountain one time, God, God did something awesome, and he came back down. He's like, that's great. Uh, I'd be lying. And I actually thought this when I first used to read the Bible. And as I read deeper, I realized God didn't call Moses up on the mountain one time or two or five. He called him eight times to climb this mountain. Eight times. God called him eight times. The first time, he said, I want you to tell Israel that I'm going to tell them something. <laughs> Thanks, God. Yeah, I just climbed this mountain. You're just going to tell me that you're going to tell them stuff. Okay, cool. Right? So Moses walks back down the mountain, okay? He went up the mountain. Now he's going back down, right? Oh, man, this is so much work. And then on top of that, God calls him up. He says, now, first time, I want you to tell Israel that I'm going to descend. Okay, so Moses goes back up the mountain, and then he goes back down, right? Now, Moses is like, okay, Israel, God's going to come down. I went up twice. Now he's telling me that he's going to come down. Third time, he said, okay, uh, go back up the mountain. Moses goes back up. Now, the third time, uh, I want you to tell them that they have to consecrate themselves. They have to get themselves ready. They have to get themselves prepared. Well, wash everything they need to wash. Get themselves clean like y'all should have done before you came in this session, right? He said, I want you to consecrate them. Okay. Now, Moses is like, okay, I just climbed up this mountain. Now, the fourth time, he says, now I want you to bring Aaron up, one of the homies. I want you to bring Aaron up. And God tells him the Ten Commandments. Now, you're like, okay, here we get to the good stuff. I know the Ten Commandments, man. I went to Bible, uh, I went to Sunday school. I get it, you know? Ten Commandments. He didn't tell him to write down the Ten Commandments. He just told him. And then he said, now go back down the mountain. Okay, so Moses goes back down the mountain again. And then he says, oh, yeah, the stuff I told you uh, that last time you were up here, now uh, you can come back up. Okay, so Moses goes back up. This is his sixth time. He's tired. He's like, okay, God, let's write these Ten Commandments down. I'm ready. God's like, actually, I got a couple more other stuff I got to tell you. I got some laws and stuff. So just, just uh, remember these because you're going to write these down in a book, and everyone's going to know it. Okay, okay. Moses goes back down the mountain. He goes back down. And he's like, okay, God, I don't know how much more I can take of this. God's like, all right, I want you to come up the mountain. And this time, I want you to bring Aaron. I want you to bring 70 elders of Israel. I want you to bring a sacrifice. And then I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments. <sighs> Moses goes up. He brings all his homies up. I just tripped. I'm just getting, oh, look at me. I'm not even Moses, and I'm losing my grip. All right. He goes back up. God gives him the Ten Commandments. Now, listen. It took Moses that much work just to get the Ten Commandments. And some of you are going in here going like, man, God wants me to uh, go after him? Okay. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> right? After all that God has given, after all that God has shown, some of y'all, I'm not saying literally this as if this is a bad thing. But that's like a, symbol, a symbolism of actually how much effort you put into this. 
and maybe you're just like, I've never heard God. Why doesn't God come down to me? Maybe God ascends to the top of the mountain because he wants you to ascend up it. Because he wants saying, come to me. I got some stuff I have to tell you. And sometimes it takes a collision that first time. Oh, and sometimes it takes that second collision. And sometimes it takes a third collision. Listen, I've been to a ton of collisions. And guess what? God keeps colliding with me. Doesn't stop. And, and, and we expect God to reveal us, and then our life will be happily ever after. That's not what it's saying. Because God is telling us the whole point of your life is to pursue more. Once you understand the mission, that is your mission, more. It never stops. Once you achieve more, guess what? There's more. Once you achieve that more, guess what? God has more. It's like when you clean your room. You're like, oh, that's sweet. You go back five days later. You keep cleaning it. God keep desires. He keeps desiring more for you because he still has more. He still has more he wants you to ascend into. He still has more mysteries for you. He still has more things he wants to show you. You're like, oh, I don't know how to pray. Keep ascending. Keep trying. Keep praying. You're like, oh, I don't know how to be more caring, or I don't know how to evangelize better. Uh, have you ever tried to evangelize? Once. Yeah, it was scary, right? Okay, keep ascending that mountain. Don't stop. Don't stop ascending that. Don't stop understanding the mystery. Don't stop understanding that God has more. And we give up on the more because we're so afraid to move in the moment. But let me tell you, when you move in the moment, God will have more for you. In your booklets, in your collision booklets today, you were, with your discussion, you were talking through with fam. There was a question in there that said, why are you at collision? Why are you here? Some of y'all, hopefully we're honest with yourself. I'm here because my mom made me. I'm here because people around me. I'm here because I saw it looked cool. Some of y'all, I want a collision with God. Let me tell you, right now you're at the base of this mountain. And it doesn't matter what your motives were going into it. What matters right now is your motive moving forward. My motive moving forward is more. I know that mission. The mission is more. The mission is the more of God that he has for my life, that he has for your life. Why did God call Moses up that mountain so many times? Not only just to tell him stuff. Why do you think? There was something interesting about that, that time when he went up, that last time to receive the Ten Commandments. What happened that was different? He didn't go up alone. Who did he bring? The 70 elders of Israel. Now Moses, he had gone up into more so many times now that although the, the journey wasn't any less dangerous, he knew the pathway to more right? So now, because God had ascended, had asked him to ascend into more and descend and ascend and descend, he had asked him so many times to go up the mountain that as he led the 70 elders, he said, here, I know the way. Wow. I know the way into more. And you're like, oh, well, my parents don't understand. Or, oh, no, the pastors, they just think this way. Or, oh, no, the leaders, they're just trying to control you. Listen, sometimes... You just got to understand that we just want more for you, right? The leaders around you just want more for you. Even the people in this room, maybe they've called you out on something. They say, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You probably shouldn't be seeing this person. You probably shouldn't be doing this. Listen, they probably just want what? More for you. 
and maybe it's because they've ascended into a different type of moor that you've never been on. You've never been on that mountain, right? I've never gotten married. I'm not going to give marriage advice, right? I've never had a kid. I'm not going to give kid advice, right? I've never ascended into that mountain. I've never achieved that more yet. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be behind the person who has been up that mountain before as I ascend into that more, as I go into that new place. Moses was not only doing this by going up there, but he was building a mountain climbing body. He was like getting buff, right? He was building up this like, uh, in, this endurance that he had never had before. Now, if you don't know this, um, Climbing isn't one of my strong suits by any means. I have, like, literally negative upper body strength. Like, these are just like, right? This is my friend Aaron. Now, Aaron has been a professional climber for a long time, right, Aaron? And he's been climbing trees for a long, long time. Now, I don't know if you see this whole getup. Now, explain to us what this getup is. What is this thing right here? What do I see here? Uh, That's my buck strap. It wraps around the tree so I don't... uh... So you don't fall off. Yeah, I use this before I use my lifeline to get up there. Now, what is a lifeline? What is a lifeline? My lifeline is where I go up as high as I can in the tree, and at the strongest point that I can, I'll tie, I'll tie myself off, and this whole, this protects my, basically this protects. So you climb up into the tree using just this rope first. Yep. And then you tie off your lifeline. Yep. So you first, it's dangerous going up, mm-hmm. and then once you're at the top, you tie your lifeline up. Mm-hmm. Now that's good. Now. What, what, are, what's, what do we got down here? What are these? Uh, these are our spurs. So basically you just dig into the trees, like walking vertically on top. If you can't see this, it's just like a giant spike. Now, I put these on at one point, and they're literally like walking like this. Like you feel like you're walking like this because you got these huge spikes. Now, what has been like one of the most like uh, hard parts about learning how to climb? I'd say balancing using this with the spurs just... And then on top of that, not only because he's climbing trees, he's also cutting them down yeah. while you're in them, yeah. correct? Now, what are you carrying below you as you're climbing up the tree? Oh, I, normally I'll have a chainsaw um, <laughs> hooked onto this strap right here. So not only is homeboy climbing like a million foot tree, right? He's carrying a chainsaw with him, right? And then like you're up there working a chainsaw yep. <laughs> way up in the tree, right? Mm-hmm. Now, has anything like bad happened? Like, has anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, right? Right? Yeah. Well, it's like, what's been one of the worst things that's happened? It was like one of the earlier um, times I was climbing. Um, I was climbing up a pine tree, and I was going to top it out. And so basically, to top it out, um, you cut it um, about 30 foot lower from the top. And so you notch it, and which is like a triangle cut, and it's... Sh- the triangle cut is where you wanna. You're trying to tip the tree. You're trying yeah, to. Yeah, like, you're trying the to make the, the top of the tree out. Yeah. And the wedge directs it. Mm-hmm. But I had too much back weight, and when I cut it, the the branch gave out, and the whole thing went right over. Right over me. top of you. And how high? How high were you at the time? About 65 feet. 65 feet in the air. Tree starts falling all over his face. Right. Now we have a moment here where a tree almost falls on you right here as well. There you go. Now, I don't know if you saw that, but it's dangerous climbing, right? It's, it's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. He's got all this getup, and he has to ascend into the, into the mystery, right? He has to ascend up into the moor with just what he would call a buck strap, 
Now that's something you just tie around the tree. And as he makes his way up, he's ascending into something dangerous. But when he gets to the top, he does something different. He doesn't just rely on his buckstrap. He takes what he calls his lifeline, and he attaches it to the top of the tree. Now, when you get to the top of the mountain of God, that's the moment when you should be attaching your lifeline to the presence. So no matter where you are, at the top of a mountain or at the bottom of a valley, you are always attached to the lifeline. You are always attached to the things of God, no matter where you are. See, here's what's crazy. When we expect more for our lives, we assume more is only up the mountain. But let me tell you this. Moses didn't spend his life on the mountain. God finally told him to descend. But because he had attached the lifeline at the top, he had felt the presence. He understood that he came down the mountain with something attached to him as well. The presence of God. The more. He didn't just leave a mountaintop experience with nothing, right? Where you guys are right now, you're at a mountaintop experience. This is an experience that is like beyond you maybe. You've never had this before. Maybe you've had this a hundred times, but you're experiencing a new level, a different type of presence of God. You're sending into a mountain. And I've seen so many people leave mountains with nothing in their hands. With nothing to show for it. They said, I thought God told me to go up there, and I went up there, and some stuff, cool stuff happened, and I came down, and I didn't, I didn't have anything. I left empty. If Aaron climbs these trees, and he starts hacking things away when he's up in that mountain, when he's climbing high, when he's ascended into the moor, and he hasn't attached his lifeline yet, you have a long way to fall. If you try and achieve more without the more of God, you're not going to get very far. God wants so much for you. I was in pre-prayer and walking around, and I, Sid basically said it, man. I love you guys. We don't do this just to do this. This is a lot of work. This is so much work. And the only reason we do it is because we love you guys. Because we believe in more for you. Because we've been up the mountain and we've seen the mysteries of God revealed. And the more for our lives revealed. At this altar, at collision, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I received a more of God I've never had. I received so many confirmations at the altar at collision. And I'm not here putting this on because I just like it. It's not fun. It's like swiping that card. 
and realizing this is the payment I have to give to receive the more. But the more you want, the more is required. Right? The more that for other people that I desire, the more is required for me. And, and I want to be attached to that lifeline up above. So when I come down, listen, so when I come down this mountain, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come down with the amazing presence of God. Moses descended. It says, here we go, Exodus 34, 29. When Moses came from Mount Sinai, he was not aware, but his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. His face was radiant. We have to cherish what God does in this moment and not leave it up on the mountain, but bring it down with us. You're going to leave this place in a couple days, and you're going to leave, and you're going to come down off the mountain, and you're going to come down, you're going to be like, guys, look what happened. Look how amazing this was. And your face I want, it, I want it to be glowing with the presence of God. I want people to go, what is happening? Because here's what's happening. Oh, come on, come on. Here's what's happening in that moment. You now become the new mystery for people to ascend into new moors. That's what's happening. The same thing. Come on. The same thing, when Moses saw that burning bush, he said, what's happening? There's a mystery here. That's going to be your face when people see you, when you ascend down that mountain. And they see what's happening here. And you get to reveal a new mystery. You get to show them a new mountain. You get to say, look up there is the presence of God. Look up there. God has not only descended to where we are, but he's descended to where he wants us to be. He wants you to be more. He wants you to do more. More than what you're capable of. More than what you think. Oh, I'm just worthless. Oh, I'm just this. Oh, no, that doesn't stay here. You are what God says. And if he's placed a mountain in your way, it's because he's given you the tools. He's given you the lifeline to climb it. That's why. That's why there are mountains. To climb them. To go into the more. To ascend into the mystery to find the more of God. Moses came down with not only the presence of God on his face, but he held the Ten Commandments. He came down with the literal inscription of what God wanted and God's desires. Some of you are like, God, what are your desires? What, are you, what, what do you want from me? He's like, just come up here. I'm going to show you. It might take a couple times. It might take four. It might take five. It might take eight. It might take ten. But you don't stop climbing into that more. Because when he finally shows you and he reveals it, you're going to look back and be like, it was worth it. It was so worth it. It was worth every moment of me being tired, of me being upset, of me being angry. It was worth every moment when I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, I, I, I'm out of breath. It was worth every moment. Because that moment moved him into a new place with God. It moved him into a new miracle of God. God had new miracles in store. God had these boards over here in store for people to take the earth that they've been wrapped around and move it into more of heaven. In your discussion booklet, in your collision guide, you saw the arrows that were pointing in whatever direction. That was for the mystery. 
now you'll see two arrows, one that points up and one that points down. Some of you think you're ascending and some of you think you're descending. But it doesn't matter which way you're going, up or down. Maybe you feel like you're going down and in, in you're in, in a weird funk. Maybe you think, oh man, I'm on this, this high of the Lord. Maybe you feel numb and you feel like, oh, I've been moving down. Maybe you feel like, oh, I'm so pumped out. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Listen, it doesn't matter which way you're going. As long as you're connected to that lifeline, as long as you have that peace of God, that presence of God on your face, no matter which way you're going, maybe you feel weird, maybe you're tired, maybe you're excited. doesn't matter anymore because now you're connected. That's the Holy Spirit. I want you to write in there when you're, when you're away today, maybe if you hit the prayer room tomorrow, I want you to write in there moments of more, moments that you haven't had yet. Maybe this is the more I want for my life. This is where I want to be. And here's what's really cool. God didn't stop doing things on the mountain when he did the Ten Commandments. Mm -mm. He wasn't done. Now, Mount Sinai was called the mountain of God for a while. Jesus shows up. Now, what did Jesus do? Jesus descended on earth. And he died on the cross on Mount Zion, the new mountain of God. What is Mount Zion? Literally, Mount Zion, it means the hill of Jerusalem. But God uses it in such a bigger way. Because of Jesus willing to bring down his presence and bring now the Holy Spirit with him, he descended onto earth and died on a mountain that he wants you to climb. Jesus died on the mountaintop. He descended into the pits of hell, grabbed the keys that are chaining you up in any moment of fear, in any moment of anxiety, in any moment of depression, in any moment of anger, in any moment of divorce in your family, in any moment of uh, fornication in your life, in any moment of desires that are trying to get a hold of you. He grabbed those keys as he descended. What did he do? He ascended up into heaven. And he said, I got you. I got you. I have you. And I have more. Because I want not only me to be on Mount Zion, but I want you to come with me. I want you to be with me in those moments. This isn't a mountain of fear. This isn't a mountain where we look at it and we tremble. This is now a mountain of joy that God himself has now standing in front of us, holding his hand out, just as Moses did with the 70. He said, I've been up this mountain plenty of times, right? I know how, what it takes to get to heaven. Let's climb it together.